Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'll take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I'll take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. All right, so everything you wanted for Christmas, you just got, Viva. What was that? A, a take, bottled, take, bottled water? Bottled water, <laughs> hangout, stream. Man. Welcome back, dog. Thank you for having me back. So now we're live on the internet everywhere now. We're live on the internet on Rumble. Uh, I'm going to put everything up on YouTube later because I don't want to take a chance of screwing things up. Uh, so people understand what happened is Poseidon was a victim of a hit and run. Who's, well, your crowd knows who Poseidon is. Yeah, My crowd might he's, not. He produces this podcast. He normally sits there. Now, he's alive. Everything's fine. Just it was a hit and run. The woman ran away, but he got her plates. In the meantime, while his car was totaled, this was going to be very simple. I have his replacement, Matthew, here. The problem is the, the laptop he uses to set everything up, he forgot his own password, Poseidon. So we couldn't log into it. So now we're, it was just problem after problem. Then we're like, okay, we'll use your laptop to at least go on to your Rumble. I didn't, bring, I didn't bring. You didn't my bring a charger. Charger. So it's it's just been one thing after another. So if, if anybody's not watching it live, which camera? I'm looking at that camera. Yeah. Uh, well, if they're my, watching my, it later. Well, yeah. my Rumble stream might go dead if yeah. my camera. But it's going to be on my dead. YouTube channel later today. Uh, we're going to put this as like our Christmas special. So it'll be on the YouTube channel. We'll it'll do. be on Spotify, iTunes, all that shit today. And to make it worthwhile, um, I'll take my shirt off by the end of this. Goddamn right. <laughs> you got to watch the whole thing. <laughs> so what the hell's been happening, dude? Uh, how long has it been? Oh, it's been a while. I don't know when the last episode we did together. We talk a, a, a lot, but I don't know when the last episode we did together was. It was I was in town ago. over the summer. That's I, when. That was so. Then it's six months ago. Uh, let's see what's happened uh, in the meantime. The world's fallen off the deep end. Canada's fallen off the deep end. Yeah, uh, you're following. I mean, the biggest news of the week, at least for Trump out of the states. Now you're the Colorado thing. The Colorado thing. Okay, so I commented on this on my French podcast. I said this is a very strange thing because. So America does something that I love. They're, they like freedom of speech, they're for democracy. But this is so oddly undemocratic because it comes a few days after it was announced that during the January 16th, it was like a lot of provocateurs were there, FBI agents, CIA. So you can't announce that maybe we did this on purpose to fuck with this guy's image and then say because of this thing, we're not allowing him to be on the ballot. Because you just said that, that thing... You manufactured it. It's so the, then how the hell is that a reason to get this guy off the bat? Isn't that crazy? Everything about it from beginning it, to end is what crazy. What I just said, does that make sense or no? No, it makes it makes total sense. Okay. Like, it's what I said. It was my New Year's prediction last year. In the next year, it's going to be confirmed that January 6th was a setup. And, mm. I, and I'm using a setup. Like Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy during the debates, the fourth one, used the term setup or inside job. And yeah, inside job. Yeah, yeah, everyone went after it. was like, what do you mean it's an inside job? We know that there were X amount of uh, agents don't call them agent provocateur. Just call them whatever. Yeah. They're on January 6th. What were they were doing? We don't know how many there were. We don't know because they refused to answer the question. We know that FBI agents and informants had infiltrated the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers in the weeks and months leading up to January 6th. I mean, this, was, this is confirmed. That's how they got the convictions for seditious conspiracy in those trials. So we know intelligence, um, security, whatever you want to call it, the FBI, CIA apparatus, they knew what was 
being planned by some. And then come January 6th, understaffed in terms of cops, don't deploy the National Guard, don't request it. And then they blame Trump for not having deployed it. So we know that is, at this point in time, it's undeniable it was an inside job, facilitated a Lee hop, let it happen on purpose, or a me hop, made it happen on purpose. Okay, we know that now. Uh, the kangaroo court committee there that, you know, the January 6th committee, they made their report. It was a, an unlawfully formed committee, didn't meet quorum, didn't meet the requirements for a bipartisan committee. They come out with their uncontested sort of one side of the story, propagandized, literally, edited evidence, literally. And then this Colorado court where they're trying to get Trump off the ballot for insurrection under the 14th Amendment, third subparagraph. They do it. They do. The, what's amazing about the Colorado decision, people should, I mean, I've done a, a, a three-part series this week about don't panic because Trump's name is still on the ballot, despite what the headlines say. Uh, analyzing how absurd the majority decision was, four to three. And then analyzing the dissenting decision, which basically, you know, it was a, a judicial evisceration of the majority. Um, now, what the hell was I just about to say? Oh, Colorado wants to get him off the ballot. So this, the lower court in Colorado didn't even remove Trump from the ballot under insurrection. The lower court judge, it was a Judge Wallace, appointed by the governor, all Democrats, the governor's Soros-funded, she says, Trump participated in insurrection. Bear in mind, this oh. is a civil trial coming to a criminal determination. How? Well, not criminally because no one was charged, let alone convicted of insurrection. So how? Miriam Webster, insurrection, fighting up against the machine. But that's what we're all doing. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> not just, not just, well, first of all, protest. And I, this is one of my observations. Protest is technically insurrection under this, any protest. Protest Kavanaugh hearings, insurrection. You're trying to prevent the government from doing what the government's supposed to do, congressional hearings, yada, yada. But the lower court decision said, yes, he participated in insurrection, but the 14th Amendment, subparagraph three, doesn't apply to the president because the provision says, if you've engaged in insurrection, whatever you order, and it lists the officers of the government who are covered by that provision and does not mention the president. So the lower court's like, all right, he participated in insurrection. How a civil court can come to a criminal finding, you know, it's, it's democracy with a, it's different with a capital D. Are you also using participated very loosely? Oh, no, no. Well, then how did he engage in insurrection? Because part of the acu uh, accusation of how he participated or engaged in insurrection, he didn't call in the National Guard. So that's like passive engagement. He didn't call in the National Guard. It was never his authority to do that. And remember, for those who were around on January 6th, there was talk that he was going to declare martial law, call in the military, and by coup, by force, maintain power. Had he called in the National Guard when it hadn't been requested by Washington, D.C. and the authorities who have the authority to call it in, that would have been the coup that they wanted. So he doesn't do what they wanted him to do. Had he done it, they would have you know, charged him with coup, insurrection, whatever. And by not doing it, they deem that to be engaging in the insurrection. So the lower court says he engaged in insurrection, a decision that she has no business coming to, but not included under, not covered by the 14th Amendment, paragraph 3. And then the Court of Appeal or the higher court, Supreme Court, seven judges, four of them say... Yeah, we don't disagree with that finding of fact. He engaged in insurrection. We define insurrection under the dictionary, define engaged very loosely, but we disagree with the lower court's finding of law where we're allowed to intervene freely and say he is covered by the 14th Amendment. Disqualified. But we recognize that our decision is so in uncharted territories, we're going to stay, pause, suspend our own decision until January 4th. Trump will... Um, petition the Supreme Court, and we're going to stay our decision indefinitely until further mandate from the higher courts. So what they basically said is outlandish setting a principle in law. Which is not going to stand. I don't. If it stands, it's the end of the America. Can you yeah, imagine? it's so a, crazy. Any given state can say we unilaterally, uh, by our own discretion, declare 
disqualification of a presidential candidate and we're going to disenfranchise the rest of the country? That's what they're doing. You, you, you kick someone off the ballot in any given state, they can't be elected. You're disenfranchising the rest of the country. By the way, Washington itself, uh, nice city, a little weird. I was there last month. I joked with my cab driver, my Uber driver. I asked him, there's a Somalian guy. And I said, uh, yo, you, you stormed the Capitol, dog? <laughs> what, what, what did he say? He started laughing. He's like, no, but I could see it from, from where I live. He goes, I was watching it. And I go, were you scared for your life? He's like, no. It looked crazy, he goes. It looked insane, but it's, it was like a protest. He goes, I wasn't, it wasn't what they were saying. He goes, no one was beating anyone up here, like in the streets. Or anything. It was just there. People were protesting. He goes, did you ask like, him the most intimate question, how he votes? I didn't ask how he votes, but he did tell me he did not like the politicians. He called them all satanic pedophiles, which I started screaming in the back of the car. <laughs> I was laughing because he wasn't sure who I was. So he wasn't sure what I was doing in Washington. So he's like, because oh, I was thinking it's a good city. And then finally I broke him when he's like, it's okay. Go, what about the politicians? And he looks at me. He's like, I don't fucking like them because they're much satanic pedophiles. Well, no. <laughs> I started laughing. Not, not just because, you know, Podesta gets convicted for sexting. Uh, Anthony, no, it was, Podesta was the, no, Podesta didn't get convicted. It was Wiener. No, they're, they are a bunch of satanic pedophiles. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I just don't think it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't like how, I don't like how aggressive you are towards them. They're artists. I thought, I saw them produce a gay <laughs> porno last week. These are good people. Can you imagine the guy? First of all, he had to book that Senate room. Like, people don't understand. So it's funny if in the booking, you know, you book it online, you have to have reason. Uh, who is I did a, um, I did a podcast with the Unusual Suspects. I don't know if you know the gang. They're Vinny Oceana at Patrick Bet David. They're stand-up comics as well. They're, they're Okay, uh, I never met him. Patrick Bet David, I had a correspondence in direct message from back in the day on Twitter. I was thinking, actually, of... Uh, I'll talk to you after you've been writing him. So I'm I'm on, because Vinny Oceana hosts the show called The Unusual Suspects. Is he Armenian? Say it again. Is he Armenian? Uh, Well, he says he read, he reads the original Aramaic, so I forget exactly what. Okay, so he's Assyrian probably. Yes, Assyrian, a thousand percent. Oh, okay, very cool. And I don't know if he's half Italian, half Assyrian, but uh, I I mean, I don't know I like those guys. Well, and I I don't know if that's my own prejudgment. Like, his name is Vinny, so I think he's got to be Italian. (laughs) Fucking Vinny, bro. um, So he's talking about, he had a great bit. He's like, can you imagine being the guy's like, I want to, I want to, I want to do you. Sorry, let's book a room. He's like, oh, where at, at a hotel? I was like, no, the Senate. <laughs> I mean, it, it, his bit was great. Uh, they had to book that room. The guy booked it under his whoever senator he serves. And you imagine, like, I asked another guy, Tarek Johnson, one of the capital, one of the January sixth police officers. I interviewed him, uh, and he too believes it was all uh, Lee Hop. Uh, everyone should watch that interview on on uh, that I did. But he confirmed over Twitter there are no security cameras in that Senate hearing room. I don't know why. So they book it, and they get in there, and they know what they can do without being caught by others. But the flipping but they're, they're videotaping it themselves. <laughs> These are the dumb, and they're, yeah, they're like, laws are normally passed here. It's like, what are you saying? He posted it to Instagram. He, I didn't know this. He posted it to his private stories, his small circle of friends. The, it's not just that they did it. It's not just that they did it with, with impunity. They did it with this sense of... Um, uh, what's the word like protection or or, or they they can't even, they won't even get in trouble for it because it's so standard. This is just what we do. Like oh yeah, we get we can do whatever the hell we want in here. Look, you post crazy fun memes with your friends in a closed circle. Never butt sex. Uh, I'm ne- it's never, never friend, friend, the it's one thing you're like I'm banging a dude in the ass lane. Post this on Instagram on Instagram of all fucking places. It's, it's so a, crazy. It's not even the nature or. Uh, uh, sexual orientation of that. You, you don't post sex vids it's like you don't do beat you don't do this, uh, sneaking around the library you don't post that first of all you don't shoot that because once it's on your flipping phone anybody it's done they're gonna catch you anyway so it's, it's hilarious but it's yeah degenerates uh, pedophiles and satanic um, uh, in the cab driver told me <laughs> 
satanic pedophiles. This he, guy's awesome. He probably knows. I mean, the things that he must have seen in the back of his taxi working. Oh, in, I hope in not. He didn't say anything. He just, but he wasn't a big fan. But he laughed when I said you stormed the Capitol, dog. And we kept saying that with the crew that we were there with, and we'd meet people. And they'd be like, what are you doing? And we're like, we came to Stoughton Capital. <laughs> and they'd be like, don't joke about that. Now, for those uh, for people watching on Rumble now on my chat platform, they don't know who you are, but now mm. we, we know each other well, Pantelis. Who yeah. are you? Who am I? Uh, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian, podcaster. I'm Pantelis, a Greek-Canadian uh, comedian. Uh, I perform here in the States as well. Uh, I've, uh, I've been on Rogan. Um, two drink minimum. We started on Compound Media, and now we're independent on YouTube everywhere else. Me and Mike Ward. It's I, I guess Canada's only real podcast. Um, I, Chris I, Ramsey is now a third mic on that as well. So the three of us are hosts on Two Drink Minimum. Chris and, and Mike Ward. I mean, my my crowd will know who Mike Ward is. Mike Ward is the, is the only person in Canada that's ever actually fought for free speech and won. It was a decades long battle that went all the way to the Supreme Court. Just edged out over a joke. They were trying to sue him over a joke. They tried actually. Went to the human rights. It was this whole fucking thing. He's got a good bit about it in his hour. Excellent. Uh, so I do that. I do comedy. I'm one of Canada's first podcasters. I started in 2010 when people told me, uh, "You're wasting your time. No one's going to listen to internet radio." Uh, it's 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 the only thing people are listening to now. Yeah, and it's- also I'm very outspoken because in Canada you're not allowed to talk shit. Uh, people get mad at me when I talk about uh, YouTube's fucked with me for years because I talk a lot of shit about Trudeau. Uh, so it's mostly Americans that... Uh, you've, you've made the decision. You've been here now. Like, I've, I've been gone for a year and a half, come back and you know, can witness the madness myself. You've stayed here. Yeah. How is it... Has it gotten better or worse since the world has opened up? No, at least for comedy in general, but for life in, in, in Quebec and Canada. So the good thing is I do a lot of French comedy also, and Quebecers are very into... Like, French Canadians are very into the arts. So they protect them as much as they could. So that's good. They, they let me say whatever I want to say. Uh, French Canadians. Um, in general fans, I do whatever the fuck I want. I just, I'm always getting into some kind of trouble. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's the only problem here that I have is that someone's always going to get pissed off and say something. But in general, I try to make it work. But there's no real freedom of speech in Canada. It doesn't exist. Um, I can show you now. Look at Bill C-11. Okay, uh, Bill C-11 is which one now? Because I'm C-8. Bill C-11 is the one where they want the CRTC. They okay, basically the, want the, the federal the government. Online streaming act. Yeah, to, to, they want the, the federal government to dictate what we can and can't say on the basis of whether or not it is deemed Canadian enough or promoting Canadian ideals and values. The problem with that is that the Prime Minister himself had come out a little while ago and said there's no such thing as Canadian culture and ideals, so they can dictate what they mean. So if you speak out against the federal government, they can easily say, that's uh, that's un-Canadian it, of you. It's, so, so Bill C-11 was the uh, online streaming act. Bill yeah. C-18 is the link tax. That's the one that they just... Came to an arrangement with Google to surreptitiously um, subsidize the legacy media. Yeah. C11, there was some news in it, and I covered it recently. The CRTC came out with their guidelines as to who was going to be covered by it in terms of podcasts, and they said podcasts generating $10 million or more in revenue. That's wrong. Uh, the, it wasn't podcasters generating. It was the podcast uh, platform. platform. So why that's scary is because we're all using other platforms. I'm not using the Pantelis platform. You're not using the Viva platform. You're using Rumble, YouTube. They all already pass that threshold. So they can all actually be controlled by the federal government. It's a little thing that they use so people quickly, you're like, oh, I don't make $100 million or tap. I'm fine. But it's not you. It's the people that are pushing your show out, the distributing your show, and these things that we use—the iTunes, the Apples, the—they I mean, there's, there's all make that money. It's They're Sp- already. It's Spotify. I don't know what Podbean does. It's Spotify's Podbean, Stitch. YouTube. They make that money. So as soon as they want, Trudeau can just decide. Fuck, Viva's been talking a lot of shit. Hey, uh, Spotify, 
That's uh, un-Canadian. Can you please remove him? Or at least throttle him. Make sure he's not uh, exposed to people. We don't expose him to people. Who did Ro- Rogan just had someone on where they were talking about it? And he's like, you know, says, I don't, uh, first of all, oh, he was talking to a Canadian comedian. He says, I'm not coming up there anymore. Trudeau can eat a bag of shit, I believe. Good. Verbatim what he said. And he's like, you know, I don't know if it's going to suppress my podcast, but his podcast is on Spotify. And yeah. if, if and when they decide to, is that Canadian content? I mean, it's, it's so preposterous. The CanCon requirements where the CBC can cover Trump's impeachment, that'll be Canadian content, but Viva Fry, you know, will not get the same treatment. Uh, Rebel Media, Rebel News will not get the same treatment. It is, um, I called it at the time, it's just a way of suppressing independent media and giving the leg up to the legacy media on the internet where they're losing by their own merits. And uh, what was the other one? The link tax, I called it as well, was a method of surreptitiously funding the uh, media that they can no longer directly fund through subsidies, and Google came to this agreement. They're going to pay $100 million a year. It's going to be governed by the government who's going to determine which media outlets get apportionments of that $100 million. To Google, it's nothing. To the I, CBC. I know, but it's still... To the CBC, it's big. It's just... It's, they're, they don't... They're not worth $100 million because they're not producing anything of quality. Now, I... Uh, fun, fun, fun fact. Uh, this summer, during the Just for Laughs Festival, I went to do some promo on, on CBC. So they invited me uh, to promote a couple of shows at their offices downtown. You got invited to the CBC. Listen to this. Is it by accident? And I'm not being, I don't want to be telling you. Did they is, not know who you were? But that's the thing. So what happened was, it's the media people that are at, they go, yeah, we're going to send X, Y, Z people to these shows so they could promote the the shows that we have at the festival. So obviously there's some oversight. So when I get there, I'm just having a lot of fun because mm-hmm. I'm like, I look around, they had some nice stuff and I go, so this is what my tax dollars are buying me. <laughs> so... This is what, and you start noticing people are like, oh, this guy's not. You should, and and you're like, excuse me, where's the gender neutral bathroom? Because (laughs) little things, but the good thing is when I was speaking to the host and like off camera and most people are all aware of that nonsense and they're against it, but what are they going to do? They go, we know it's fucking stupid. We know it's fucking stupid. But, you know, we work here. We have jobs. We try our best to stay in line. They will be excommunicated. Um, and they're and it's 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 a good gig. You can't. You that's can't. what they say. And I'm, I'm, you know, more power to them. Feed your kids. That's fine. But I'm glad to see that at least people in that zeitgeist are aware it's getting ridiculous and stupid. It's just it's so powerful that they're not strong enough to talk against it because they don't want to lose everything. It's, that's why we have to risk everything. And, be well, stupid. You, you, you risk everything. And, and by and large... Being authentic and speaking the truth, and not not I don't want to say bend over. That's not the right analogy, but you know, not caving in for the financial security. It it it, it yields long term dividends in the same way. Like when I left the big law firm to go out on my own, it, it there's a moment of insecurity that lasts you know more or less time. Yeah, but it pays off in the long run, and especially you know spiritually, it's better to be the free dog that doesn't have uh, you know it's ne- it's fur around its neck weathered away by the leash. So that's exactly how I feel. I feel like at least I don't have that. There are we've talked about a few instances. Like thank God I have let's say my Patreon right. So you have people like fuck that I want to support what you he's get doing. On, you should get off Patreon and go straight to locals. But I might in the future. But right now Patreon's working for me. Until the what I talk too much shit and let's say even Patreon takes me off, then we'll talk about that. I, I, Patreon but Patreon right lesson, now, yeah, Patreon right now is good because I post a lot of content. Plus, I could put direct videos if ever I want uh, music or anything that I don't want them to ban me on on YouTube. So I have that. Patreon helps a lot. Uh, but I've given up. Remember during I, I talked to you about this during the beginning of the vaccine campaign. Uh, my agent at the time oh. she had asked me, uh, "Hey, uh, we have a commercial for the government. You're going to do where you're getting vaccinated." And I said, nah, I don't feel comfortable because I hadn't gone vaccinated. It was right early. I wasn't sure. I go, I'm still not sure if I'm going to get back. It was too early to, to tell. 
And then she's like, oh, you don't really have to. You're just going to pretend like you do and you're going to get paid. And I was like, yeah, I'm not comfortable doing that because then if fans see me do it and they assume it's real and then they get it and I haven't gotten it yet. So if something happens to them, I got paid to, I, I can't do that shit. And then I had the debate. I was, I had called Mike. I called my mom. I was asking a lot of people, what do you think? Am I stupid for not just taking the payday and doing this? But they all agreed. They said, no, you're not going to just don't do it. Months later, when I had actually gotten vaccinated, then people were like, well, do you regret not taking the money and doing the commercial? And I honestly, I, go, I don't regret it. Cause at the time I didn't want to do that. And then fucking get someone else screwed over. I got lucky that nothing happened to me. Some people had side effects. Well, you, I was, <laughs> not not to Jason. Neither of us know what. What the long term? Nothing happened within the first long three term. Years. Who the fuck knows? I might. <laughs> my, my my left testicle has been a lot bigger than the right one for the last. That, that's I'm your joking, fault. But um, have you ever told that story before publicly? Mm-hmm. On podcasts, I, I had mentioned even in the beginning. I remember uh, early on, I had mentioned it, but it was so. Uh, it was a time where my YouTube channel was getting destroyed. As soon as we started talking against that stuff, dude, I couldn't get, I would share it and I wouldn't get views. Like it was insane. What if was I happening? had known you had disclosed that publicly earlier, I would have, I would have said who my source was for <laughs> some of my clips. No, because I, I just, you know, you saw that story just come out uh, from Blacklocks. What happened? These uh, influencers paid to post social media posts supporting of the COVID policies. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it was sort of, it's sort of an old story, but a new story. 2022, everybody knew that influencers were being paid to promote propaganda. And I needed the money at the time. Everything was shut down. How, how we much, weren't doing stand-up. It was them? a couple thousand dollars. It was a regular, like, commercial. But I was like, I, I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do no, it. The, and you, now I'm very happy that I didn't. No, I'm very, well, very happy that I didn't because I wouldn't have been able to sleep. To take the money and not disclose it, and to take the money and then not even do it, I mean... You would have been destroyed. The yeah. second that comes out, you're done for life. And I, I would even never- not even I wouldn't destroy. There's, I wouldn't have been able. I would have said it myself. I would have. I would have. I would have brought it up like the next week. I would yeah. have been like, by the way, no, that, that, it's amazing because so this this is um, story from Black Locks, but it had been reported earlier. You know, like hundreds of thousands of dollars being paid to influencers to push COVID policy. That's fine. Everybody knew that. Like Quebec budgeted what 150 million. Hockey players, these. I have a buddy stupid. who did one of the commercials. Who, who's the French Canadian comedian who did the one in the Snow Globe? It was on Twitter. He, I, 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 uh, Derek, was it Derek that did it? it was what's his last name? Well, French Canadian was uh, Francois. Uh, I think Bellefeuille did the French Bellefeuille. version. No, no, that was it. It was Bellefeuille. Yeah. And I, at the time, I was like, okay, this is obviously a government ad. It's obvious. Nobody's going to mistake it. It said it, Quebec yeah. government, yeah. And it's like, okay, that's just disgusting. To take the money, post a fucking post, and not disclose that you got paid by the government is scandalous. And so. No, but I think for him, in his case, everybody, it was. No, for him it was known. For him it was, it was known. But what, yeah. what, 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 oh, the, you're talking about other people. The okay, story that yeah. came out. So six hundred eighty thousand dollars paid to influencers, and some of these influencers. I'll get into this. It's just pure money laundering through bot accounts. I didn't know. Uh, oh yeah, six hundred eighty thousand, and this was disclosed back in March 2022. Okay, Blacklocks recently discovered they got the contracts, and it said they don't need to disclose it because it would obviously be, and I'm quoting, very embarrassing to the government. They would either be very embarrassing to the influencer or the government if they had to pay to get this message out. So these people posted COVID bullshit and never disclosed it was a paid post and it made it look organic. Am I the only idiot that didn't take the money? Uh, No, well, I I was never offered that money, but I was offered, you know, gigs. And I'm like, well, I I can't in good conscience speak alongside whomever. Uh, It it will, you know, it's not, not, not alongside, but rather at an event sponsored by and so you, you turn down money because it's not worth it. What, what is, what is $3,000 right. now for the price of your soul? Exactly. I mean, but then it makes sound like, what's $100,000? I'm glad to, you understand me, though. To discredit yourself, and not just to others, but to yourself for the rest of your life, what's it worth? It's, it's, it's priceless. It's better to be, you know, yeah. eating bread and water. 
But that was that was the um, I hear when I take it. So deep they breath, spent I, so much money on paying these influencers. Dude, this was six hundred eighty thousand dollars for let's say a handful of influencers. Influencers, and I'm putting it in quotes. Some of them had single digit followers on Twitter. Others had thousands of followers. I, I still don't even consider that an influencer. Yeah, who are you influence? Who are, and not just that, like okay, thousand, whatever. Um, but I, th- I think it's more insidious than that. I, th- I think it's like it's like those Russian bot forums where they spout out messages, and you think, oh, look how many people believe this. It must be true, and that's what the government was doing. It's like when it comes from a Belfeuille, and you know that he's being paid. Okay, fine, you know he's being paid. When it looks like there's small accounts who are doing it organically, it's it's a psyop. I mean, it's, it, there's no other word for it. It's just manipulating uh, a narrative, manipulating public opinion, surreptitiously, insidiously, by making it look organic. So you're telling me the Quebec government was honest. But the federal government was dishonest. Well, no, I mean, I don't know who the Quebec government was honest with and dishonest with. Because I mean, the Quebec the- government, I remember just like uh, like my friends, the comics that were doing it. It was all disclo- it was all disclosed. It was, this is the government. This is paid for by the government. This it, it was even in the ad. The government says, and they would use like a famous person. But the federal ones, you're right. It was like the commercials that they had. Like you don't know. What this is? Well, you, even with Quebec, you don't you know who they publicly disclose. You don't know. But who no, they I were mean sick. they would show. They, they would show sure. this is the Quebec government but, that says. But then, like you, know, you go to anybody, any celebrity who's like, yeah, I just got my shot here, my selfie on Twitter, like the journalist. I hated that. You selfie. don't know who's getting paid and who's eh, whether or not they're getting paid. Some of them are doing it for free. Some of them are doing it so they can maybe get a raise next year or get a bonus from yeah. Global News. But you don't know. Like you know who they disclose that they are doing it for. But you now know that they were, at least federally were not disclosing it for some. It's no different at the provincial level. It's not like Francois Legault, Supreme Leader, Sunset Thief, is any more moral than than uh, Justin Trudeau. No, not at all. We saw with the uh, the lockdowns, all that stuff. We know he's not any more moral. Uh, I think his approval rating is finally taking a hit, but it took five well, years. It depends on who you ask. I'm sure his approval rating with French Canadian, you know, uh, no, he some screwed up. He screwed up that underground uh, bridge. He screwed up a lot of stuff recently. So the tables are turning. The hold thing on, sorry, is, there's what no the alternative. Hell? What's an underground bridge? You didn't hear that thing. <laughs> the under the, sounds like a tunnel. <laughs> no, what was it? It was the. I'm, I think I'm, they wanted a bridge on top and one that goes under. It was to connect Quebec City with. Uh, was it Levis or Beauce? Oh, well, that, now that does bring something of a memory. If it's where there's no connection, it should yes, be. It yes, should yes, be yes. The third, the third, yeah, Levis. The third connection they wanted the third, which I understand because if you ever go to Quebec City, you got to drive all the way back, get on the uh, Pierre Laporte. Uh, is it La, La, the Laporte Bridge? It's fucking annoying. It's, it's a long, I get it's a long it. Drive, yeah. and, and the city has the potential, Quebec City, to grow, to get bigger, to. Have, so I get why people are pissed off and they need a third way to get in. I think the way he managed it was. They had. A, I think they have a ferry, but the ferry obviously doesn't run in the winter. So not just that. Also, imagine you're trying to get to work on time. You're waiting for a fucking ferry. Uh, it's well, it, it is uh, some, but, th- but then again, you know, these the Quebec- fairies belong in the capital <laughs> recording videos. The um, <laughs> hashtag canceled. No, the what was I about to say? I was a good joke. Oh, no, but Quebec City is still, you know, it's a small, I don't know, several hundred thousand. Uh, you know, it's it's a problem, but but it's not. Flip, have you flipping. have you been to Quebec City recently? Uh, let me think. We drove through over the summer. Quebec City uh, is a nice fucking city. It's be- it's beautiful. I, st- I mean, I, for everybody who doesn't know, I, I did my law degree there. I spent four years in Quebec. Quebec's a beautiful, it's a beautiful city. city. It Capi- doesn't get it doesn't get talked about a lot in Canada, but it's an, it's a pretty city. It's they like call beautiful. it La Capitale Nationale. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, you, you get into the. I take the twenty. I don't take the forty. Uh, you pass Chute de la Chaudière, the the Chaudière waterfalls, magnificent. You can go to the top. You can go to the bottom. Have picnics. It's amazing. On the other side, you have Chute Morancy, which is all the water. It's amazing thing geographically. All of the water from the north of Canada. Starting from whatever parallel, I forget what it is, runs down into the St. Lawrence. You get to a point in northern Canada after which the water runs into the Arctic Ocean on the top. And so the, the Chute Morancy 
It's magnificent, glorious waterfalls. Then you get Ile d'Orléans, which is a beautiful little island of a farmland. Um, and then we drove, we went to Tadoussac, and, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, Quebec, Quebec City's nice. beautiful. Quebec City's beautiful. Clean, uh, you know, the winter there is, is, is magnificent. Good restaurants. I haven't been there since the world collapsed. I, I suspect they might have taken, I haven't, I've been there, but I haven't explored it. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what rent is like there. I don't know how affordable it is, but. I don't know what rent is like in Quebec City. I know in Montreal, it's. it's, it's exorbitant. Uh, Dude, the stuff I hear, I was telling you before we started the podcast, because uh, that shows, I always stay after I talk to fans, we, we shoot the shit, and I ask, like, what's going on? Where are you living? Where do you live? And it's always horror stories, and it's always stuff of, dude, I had to move back in with my parents, and we, you you see it, like, uh, Matthew, he's a comedian also, and he also works at the, the Third Floor Comedy Club, he's one of the bartenders, so he hears all that shit too, he talks to people, he knows what I'm talking well, he's, about. He's, he's, he's probably living it as well. He's living, he's a young kid. Matthew, how's, how's life out there? Uh, I had to move back in with my parents, and I'm moving back out, and everything's way more expensive than the last time. What, what is rent, roughly? Let, let's just say for, I don't know, two and a half or three and a half. Uh, you're going to pay at least a grand. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but compared to what Montreal used to be. I, I remember lot. when I was young, married, uh, we lived on Marlowe, and we had, a, it was a half, it was a, like, semi-detached, and I think we were paying 1100 and we lived there, you know, my wife and our first kid. Losing How track. many rooms? It was, it was like a house. It was it was a little. Oh shit! It was, it was a it was a ha- it was a like a semi detached. It was um. Yeah, you're not gonna get that for eleven hundred. Oh. That's insane. Oh, by the uh, way, I, my apartment it, mine is sixteen hundred, two bedrooms, and that's uh, I got a good deal because I and I you're, and you're locked oh, in. Oh. And you're locked in for a bit. Like yeah, the, yeah I, I got I got it a while ago. Uh, it's a good deal compared to everyone else. Everyone else that I know is it's like a one bedroom and they're like let's say in the middle of this Park X for example and it's eighteen hundred. What what, 18, what and blows my mind are the interest and they don't make on- it by the way eighteen hundred. You the the Montrealers don't make that much money in general. Like if you look at the actual median, they don't make that well, much so money. The, the general rule, as far as I remember, is your rent mortgage should be I mean at most a quarter of your revenue, a quarter impossible. of your monthly revenue for Montreal is impossible because everything is too much. They don't make a lot of money. Montreal, we don't make a lot of money in Montreal because we get taxed a lot as well. Groceries are fucking astronomical. Your rent is astronomical. Interest rates, if you have any credit card debt, is so everyone's just teetering. You know, it's up it's down. Un- it's crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, you realize so eighteen hundred. Give, well, you said sixteen hundred. Yeah. It would be thirty-two sixty-four. You have to make about. You're supposed to be making ninety thousand a year to afford that comfortably. I mean, I I know people who who bought houses and they have to renegotiate their mortgages now, and it and it triples or quadruples just on the interest. I'm with my wife, so we're two people. Yeah, Everyone, if, when people are alone, that's why they move back in with their parents or they, they find roommates as adults. They're forty years old. Like I need a roommate because there's no way I'm gonna pay this. Well, and what, what was the producer's name again? That's Matthew. Matthew, in fa- so you don't feel too bad. I lived with my parents after we moved out of our eleven hundred dollar a month and lived with my parents for I don't know. I, th- I want to say a, a few years. I lived there until I was thirty some odd with my wife. Our kid was in a closet, uh, and we saved some money so that we could put it down on a house. That's what you got to do. I mean, but, and my parents have a big enough house where we're like, we stayed out of each other's hair at the time. I think now with three kids and uh, they two, killed, two someone would have killed someone. <laughs> oh, what's happened? Did you ever talk about, I haven't heard you talk about what's happening with uh, the Palestinians, Israel, all that stuff. That's I, insane, right? I, yeah. And I try not to talk about it because um, I, like, I'll, I'm going to take Because you're a known anti-Semite. <laughs> uh, well, I, I have been called a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. On, on, I follow on you on Twitter. I know you're well, a Nazi. The, the, the irony is like, I, I have... It's it's such an uh, 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 people have such passions about it. There's no reasonable room for rational public discourse. Yeah. Privately, and then they, and you try to be nuanced, not in terms of well, Hamas is not all bad. No, Hamas is is, oh, a, Hamas, is Hamas is a terrorist group, and people don't like admitting it. That I I say that the Palestinians are, if anyone thinks that they're a victim of the Israeli government, fine. I can understand how you think that. 
They're a victim of the Hamas government. Yeah, they're a victim of both. Why and, can't we say it? And, now, and then people come out, and I, I can have the argument with myself. They come out and say, well, the Palestinians support Hamas to 70%. It's like, all right, that's good. I don't trust polls in general. I don't trust polls where if you don't answer a certain way or if you don't publicly adhere a certain way, you'll get killed. So I, I, those polls are even less, not credible, but more coerced than ordinary polls that I don't trust in the first place. It's a, it's a bloody tragedy. I'm told I'm unrealistic for thinking a two-state solution is still a possibility today. I don't think it is. There's but so then, much the, hate and violence, and it's... it's well then, but, And that's fair enough. But then if the argument is going to be it's not, then stop touting it as a, as a possibility. Stop saying, like, the, one of the biggest criticisms against Netanyahu is publicly floats the idea of a two-state solution, promises it, and then acts in a way to assure that it never happens. Yes. So that it never... And I understand that criticism. That's insane. Uh, what he does is insane, too. It's, I saw the videos, too, where he says... Uh, we need to fund Hamas. Like we need Hamas to be strong and Control, power so they could use the, use them to pit them against the. Um, That's terrible, dude. Uh, the, the oh, jeez, Louise. The P. Uh, what, no, jeez, oh, Louise. What was the what was the I forget the PLO. That, you're talking the about PLO, the other yeah. um, the, so but, but the, the idea is if if the if the idea is that a two state solution is not realistic, then you come out and say that as policy, and you got to figure it out. You don't get to say two state solution, and I'm going to do everything surreptitiously to not arrive at that solution. Then when it doesn't happen, blame it on the other. I, I can understand people. <laughs> what do you do? This is what I find crazy. Is I, I, you know, normally you have like a theory or oh, I think this should happen. I don't have any of that for this. It's so crazy. What do you do? I don't know. Um, and I know what I think uh, is inexplicable about what happened on October 7. And then I'll get called a conspiracy theorist or, or, or whatever. I know what I think is inexplicable about it. I've talked to a number of people like both on and offline. And, and Israelis, you know, people with friends yeah. and family in Israel, like born and raised from Israel, um, people do not understand how it could have happened at the scale it happened for the time period that it lasted, etc. Everyone's like, okay, well, it was years in the making. This aren't they what, like? What's that thing? What's what's the, the parasite? A paraglider, paragliders, armed paragliders floating over the most secure border in the world undetected for hours. That's like, what I'm asking. Like, why wasn't it secure during that moment when it's supposed to be so secure? Well, so, and some people say they, you know, that they rely too heavily on the Iron Dome, high technology. They, let, they didn't they, think people would physically think, come They through. didn't go to the lower level technology and that's how it, uh, something years in the making, uh, something that apparently, allegedly, Egypt had warned Israel about, but then the flip side is, you know, too much chatter, too much warning, you start to ignore the chatter, you start to ignore the warning. Okay. Um, I do not believe that it could have happened at this scale or at least I have questions that how it happened at this scale. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Um, it's if it, if the excuse is it's a monumental catastrophic failure of intelligence at all levels, fine. The government that just failed at that catastrophic level at all levels doesn't get to determine what the best response to their catastrophic failure is. Um, and I get called a bunch of names. Oh, that's for this. interesting. That's an interesting. Hey, hey, sorry guys, we fucked up. It led to a 24-hour murderous rampage. Because we didn't have proper security, couldn't respond in time, intelligence failures of, at a human level over years, but trust us, we know how to respond properly now that will not exacerbate the problem. This is exacerbating the problem. Uh, well, I've lived now through two other intifadas, and it's always the same argument. It's the cycle of violence. And you know what? At some point, you're right. Others are going to say the only solution is... Um, Nuke the entire place. Well, I mean, some people say that. Everybody it's, dies. It's, 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 it's stupid in any event because... Oh, well, you won't have Hamas as a terrorist group fighting Israel. No. Okay, you'll have bigger borders, and you're going to have a lot more people who are going to be enraged, and they'll be operating within other, um, call them terrorist oh, no, states. No, no, I meant Iran. nuke both. There's no more Israel. There's no more, but everything's <laughs> well, just no, gone, no, nuke the and world. you restart. Nuke the world, but then Bring you know a what? bunch of Chinese people there, let them oh, restart. Yeah, that, that, that won't lead to any problems <laughs> like they have with the Uyghurs in yeah. China. Um, 
So, I mean, the thing is, though, I don't know what the solution is. I just Me neither. I don't. The, it's a big problem, and I don't trust the people in power now who were to at the helm of the failure to say, well, trust our intelligence now. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like what's happening at all because um, this is a weird conflict because the, uh, on what you see on both sides is the big victims are never military. They're never, the big victims are always... The people. The people. It's always kids. Either going to be Palestinian kids, Israeli kids, women. It's all... That's and, who's suffering. And, and you know, they you know, well, the Israeli government comes out and says, look, they're using hospitals for bases for Hamas. They're using schools, mosques, etc. Wait, it's one block, bro. No, 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 no. But let's say, okay, you're right. How then the hell did you leave the, everything so unsecure? Oh, well, we thought we had secured a, a temporary ceasefire understanding with them and we're funding them. Like, th this is another that's thing. That's another thing that's crazy. There's, it's, I believe it's confirmed fact now that, you know, as part of their tentative truce or whatever you want to call it, uh, Israel was allowing, you know, briefcases of cash to go into Gaza as humanitarian aid. That's what I read. Yeah, and they knew damn well who was getting it at the end of the line. Yeah. And they continue to do it. And then when they get bitten by what they have recognized now are existential enemies. For years, look at this article, the Times of Israel. For years, Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Now it's blown up in well, our faces. And, and the argument is going to be that the Times of Israel is basically like a biased sort of propaganda. It's like anti-Netanyahu? Anti-Netanyahu. You're like a CNN dealing with Trump in Israel. So that's how they might, you know. You might no, but I've read it multiple. This it's, is it's, it's a fact. They were, yeah, they yeah. Were, they were, it was humanitarian aid coming in by way of cash. It would go. They had like a tracking mechanism. Oh, it would go to a family. Here you go. Here's your briefcase. Hamas is a is a is a gang, a murderous gang. Like they're coming in and saying, "Oh, you got that briefcase." Well, and give they us didn't our become the leaders of Hamas didn't become billionaires because uh, they no, sold for billionaires, and they don't live there. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, Qatar. Um, so the, the fact that like they were doing that knowingly. Oh well, it was part of a tentative peace agreement. Well, we, if in as much as we fault Obama for giving six billion dollars to Iran and then saying, "Well, what the hell did you think they were going to do with it?" Oh, it was for humanitarian aid. Well, if you free up a billion dollars for humanitarian aid so that the government doesn't have to do that. That gives them another billion dollars for terrorism. That's what happened with Iran. And so if you're going to fault Obama for releasing $6 billion to uh, the Iranian terrorist regime, you're going to fault Biden for unfreezing 10 billion in assets. You've got to fault Netanyahu for basically knowingly subsidizing Hamas. You can't, it's a double standard to do otherwise. Speaking of double standards, I saw you get into a little argument on Twitter. Oh, how many? Uh, <laughs> who, who was this one with? This one was uh, because of the Toronto Sun. Oh, those portrayed moments. an image of our friend Zelensky taking the wallet out of uh, Biden's back yeah. pocket to for money. Total offensive misrepresentation. That wasn't Biden's money in the first place. This is bada very bing, good. Bada 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 bada. That's very, very smart. And they called you an anti-Semite, I believe, because you thought that the cartoon was not anti-Semitic. Very it's, um, weird stance for them to take. I looked at the cartoon, and then I love what you posted of the other cartoons where they all look the same, whether it's Trudeau or Jagmeet. The same it's, kind of caricature. It's, it's, it's a wild thing, eh? When you're dealing with someone and you want to exaggerate their features, if they have a small nose, you'll make it extra small. And if they yeah. have a m normal nose, you'll exaggerate it. Yeah. But the idea that someone looks and says, big nose, Jew, I mean, I can't... That, that's that, insane. That's the anti-Semitism. That you can't make fun... Like, oh, it, it was actually... Who was it? With Obama. Like, they have a number of problems when they're editorializing Obama or political cartoons about Obama. You want to exaggerate his ears. You want to exaggerate features. You don't want to get called a racist while you do it. Yeah. So... Well, if anyone depicts me, they got to make my nose look small. Otherwise, you'd be dirty anti-Semites. Yeah. Um, a, the cartoon. Oh, so who was it that said it? The cartoon depicts the two of the most uh, toxic anti-Semitic stereotypes, that Jews have big noses and Jews are greedy. Uh, no one thinks of him as a, as a, as a Jew. Jew. <laughs> the other thing, he, it's, he's the Ukrainian representative. You, so this you know, is crazy. You know who else is Jewish? 
Prigozhin, the leader, the former leader, he got blown up in the sky. The former Hold leader of the Wagner Group, Jewish. Does anybody suggest you can't criticize him? It would be anti-Semitic. Does anyone associate him as being Jewish and not the leader of a of a whatever they call military. it, military, a military? Uh, I look at Zelensky. He's not the poster child of what I think Jews are or should be, certainly with his links to the Azov Battalion, uh, his support of the Azov Battalion. Uh, uh, yeah, didn't he like a, a bunch of Nazis? Group. Dude, he just gave a standing ovation to a Nazi in our Canadian parliament. This uh, is a, He's a good Jewish boy. You can't criticize him. That was or, a good moment for our parliament. <laughs> that was progress. And I, and I you think, don't get any more progressive than that, bro. You don't get any more progressive than me like Nazis. Yeah. Can, can you imagine like they say, okay, well, the, the, the two most stereotypical, the negative stereotypes about Jews, big nose and greedy. Hmm. First of all, politicians are greedy. So is that to say now we cannot criticize any politician who happens to be Jewish because it'll be uh, anti-Semitic. Second of all, who else is accused of being greedy? Or, like people don't know Jews are accused of being stingy. Some people don't know this either. So are the Scots. So are the Irish. Basically, yeah, so they're is, tightsters, the Irish. Well, yeah. there's the old joke. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this. How was copper wire invented? Tell me. A Jew and a Scotsman fighting over a penny. I, okay. And I love it. How did I never hear that? It's, I love the visual because you can imagine like pulling a penny so hard. It's like. But you see, that's the thing about stereotypes because I, I guess I, I didn't have a lot of Scottish people around me. So I didn't know that they actually had a. I, I never knew Until right Scots, now Scots that the Scots known, have a stereotype. Scots are known for being stingy. The, okay. the Scottish, not the. Not God. people named Scott. <laughs> the Scott. And I didn't know it either. But you know what? Every demographic is accused of wanting to save their money. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't know what demographic is known. What cultural, religious... I'm Greek. Oh, yeah, the Greeks are known for just throwing money away. Just burn it. Set it on fire. Yeah, we, we don't respect money. And also, uh, we're responsible for those fucking sex tapes. <laughs> wait, which, which ones? And we're the ones that invented that position, baby. <laughs> we're the ones out there. I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about pedophilia in ancient Greek philosophy society. And I mm. didn't Athens. Lo love boys. Love boys that they had. Yeah, they, Athens. Yeah, the Spartans was, weren't big fans of that, but the Athenians did. Was it Rogan that was talking about this? And he said, like, the whole, the whole joke, the sick joke is if they were still using you for that as an adult, it was, like, considered to be an insult because you had never yeah. grown out of childhood. I, um, I, it, it's uh, different times, my friend. Different, different yeah, times. Yeah, you can take all these things. I'm going to get offended. And the bottom line, they made the the Toronto Sun apologize. It says it was hurtful. why do they apologize? Oh, yeah, well, they, That's well, like you're saying this was anti-Semitic. I, I wish someone would just pull up Elon Musk and say, "Go fuck yourself." You think I'm going to apologize for that cartoon? A, no. if if it's inaccurate, it's only for my humorous reasons. It's Biden and Zelensky sticking their hands in my back pocket, or Trudeau. Although I'm paying taxes in the states now, Biden sticking his hand in my pocket to fund that war. And 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 B, it's accurate. And I give a sweet bugger all that they, they they exaggerated his nose and his curly lispy lip, his lip. It was, if you look at that cartoon and you say that's Zelensky, the cartoonist did his job well. Yeah. And well, then I, Zelensky was written on his back, I think, or Ukraine or something. Well, just so you can know who it, it is. was clear. He had that uh, sort of like that sharpish curl in his lip. It was, it was a good depiction. And then I go back and pull out ones of Justin Trudeau. Massive, he looks the same. Big nose. Jagmeet Singh, massive schnoz. Yeah. Oh, but, but None of those two guys are Jewish. But they're not Jewish, so it's not anti-Semitic. But someone who is Jewish, first of all, my nose is what it is. Yeah. Caricaturized. What am I going to scream anti-Semitism? Show me, show me with curly black hair. Anti-Semitism because Semitic Jews have a certain stereotypical look to them because of, you know, 5,000 years of a, a certain community living. I mean, it's, it's nonsense. But they bent the knee. Um, uh, let's see. It falsely implied that American aid to Ukraine involves theft. Did they not see the report from C whatever it was CBC? How much the 30%? thirty percent? Thirty percent reaches the, the 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 end line there, the the, the final destination. Seventy percent, it's not stolen. Don't dare call it theft. It, it's lost. Yeah, that's theft. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it, but there's no courage. There's no courage, and there's no uh, principle. It's like everyone's just like, you know, d kill me last is basically what the mentality is. I don't want to make you sad, so I'm going to change the subject. Mm -hmm. How's Rumble treating you? 
Rumble is, first of all, do you hear the news with Rumble? Brazil says, take deplatform certain content creators, and Chris Pavlovsky says, go fuck yourself. Although he says it more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not judiciously. What's the, eloquently. He says, we're not doing it. We're not deplatforming people because of their speech in Brazil. Brazil said that? What is it? Who do they want to deplatform? Uh, if you can do, just make sure it's Brazil. I'm, I'm, I'm certain it is Brazil. I just saw it yesterday. He says, we're not doing it. So shut us down in Brazil. We will no longer offer services in Brazil, just like France. And, um, Wait, they don't offer services in France? Yeah, because, because France wanted them to, to deplatform RT when the whole war broke out. What, what the fuck does France care about? This, this, this is a globalist war on free speech. And I'm not going to say like, it's a globalist war on free Video platform blocks Brazil. There you go. Um, because Brazil pulled the France. France says, when everyone's saying, you have, the, the war is so serious, you can't have Russian state propaganda. It's all propaganda. Oh, oh like the CBC is not state-funded propaganda? Like NPR is not state-funded propaganda? Like BBC is not state-funded? No, but the good propaganda is what you can get to propagandize your own citizens. So they said in France, it was a while back, they said, you know, take off RT. Piff, Chris Pavlovsky says politely, go fornicate with yourself. And uh, no. I like that. So... In France, you need to have a VPN to watch it. It's, it's, it's something of an inconvenience. You know, I got a bunch of fans in, in, in France and they can't watch unless they have a VPN. You can watch on locals, vivabarnslaw.locals.com. And now Brazil, who needs to control speech to maintain control of the people, has made the same demand. And Pravosky said yesterday, issued a statement. I'm sorry, this is not how we do it. We're free speech, uh, not absolutist in the sense you're not going to get on the platform and say we're going to kill people. But we're not bending the knee to political pressure. I want to interview this guy, but it doesn't get back to me, Pavlovsky. Uh, well, listen, I, I, I'll, I'm going to text him immediately afterwards and say the next time he's here, yeah. or maybe uh, you come down to Florida. I'll go down to Florida okay. and interview him, yeah. you, can, you can stay at our place. Yeah. What do you guys, uh, you guys are far from like Rumble Studios and shit? They, we're, I mean, nothing, well, you can get from like the Keys to the North in eight hours. So there's nothing in Florida that's not within a day's drive. Uh, their office in Longbow Keys is uh, two and a half hours from me. I'm on the East Coast. Where's the, where are the Valuetainment guys? Valuetainment is like an hour from me. They're, they're in Fort Lauderdale. It's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. And then uh, they have a Miami office at Locals, which is, uh, you know, about an hour. The problem is traffic. You know, traffic. I mean, I, I complain about Montreal traffic. You get on a uh, Monday morning, uh, like 8, 9 o'clock traffic. It's, I once took, drove to the airport. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. My, you know, like you do the, the, the Google Maps and it tells you when you're going to get there. The number just kept on going up. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to get there. <laughs> I'm going back in time. Uh, but so you should, you, should, you, should get, you should get, I know he'll do it. It's just a question of making it happen. Yeah, yeah so. I want to make it happen. I want to, because it's, it's amazing. Of- and, I, and I can't, I mean, I think I might be, uh, I'm not too controversial at all, but you know, I've had him on a couple times and, uh, or at least a few times and I see him all the time. It's just, I think yeah, he'll, he'll do it and, and tell the world, this is what it is and do it to the point where other companies are going to say, this is in our, not just our financial best interest, which it is in the long run. It's, it's you know, if we want to be ethical businesses, we're not there to be government mouthpieces. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know why they don't do it because they all want that government aid. They want that, um, you know, they want, they want to control the narrative as well. It's, it is politics even trumping financial interest, but they think that is going to be in their longer term financial interest. One day free speech is going to be cool again. 
Do you think right now with what's happening with Rumble, uh, is Tucker Carlson coming on Rumble? Is that it? Tucker is coming on R Rumble. I don't know what the nature of any deal is. I don't know if he's just doing it as a as a platform or if there's some uh, you know deal that they've had. I like um, Tucker Carlson. I I love Tucker Carlson. Yeah. I, I mean, I, even if I even if I don't agree with everything that everybody says, you know, like uh, Thomas Massey, you know, the, the 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 politician in the states, Thomas Massey, very populist, comes out and says, look. The Israeli-Palestinian the Israeli conflict, it's not our conflict. We have no business being involved in it. I understand how that could upset a lot of Jewish lobbyists or Jewish influence in America. They're going to say, well, it's, it's, it means something to me. But this is, how, this is how, like, A, conflicts never get resolved when they keep having bigger, bigger players get involved in finance. And I can understand people say that for the same thing for Ukraine. It's not our war. Yeah. But you can have a Ukraine interest in America saying, but it's our war. Okay, do we exacerbate it and lengthen the conflict by getting involved and turning it into World War III? Or do you actually, you know, when people have to negotiate with the power that they have, they all find their own solutions. The last time I checked, the Russians were winning, right? Depends on who you ask. Go ask uh, McFall on Twitter, the former U.S. ambassador to Russia under Obama. Last year, he was telling you Ukraine was winning. Putin yeah. knows it. A year later, they're losing. And if we That's don't, what if, I'm saying, yeah. It's, it's, and how many hundreds of thousands of people did they send to the slaughter? Yeah, they're just letting these people die. objective proxy war against Russia. I was at the, uh, the fourth uh, RNC debate. I've done, I've covered all four RNC debates this year. Wait, Russia advanced, right? Yeah, that's right. Russia took everything they wanted. And then, and then they say like, well, if we, if we let them keep the eastern provinces, Luhansk, Donbass, Donetsk, whatever, then they're going to go for the world. Um, that's like, that's like saying if, they, if it took them three years, like just say it took them a long time to achieve this military um, territorial gain. Uh, what is, they're going to go conquer the world after this? I mean, the, the stronger argument is going to be if they control Ukraine, they'll basically control enough resources to ally with China um, and, you know, have significant global influence. Then you understand that this has been a proxy war for global domination the entire time, and the U.S., whenever they accuse Russia of having aspirations of global dominance, it's just the confession through projection of what they're going after through this. Finland joins NATO in April. Dude, and half a million people died in the Ukraine. Cause this is deaths. crazy. We're sending them to the slaughter. You're right. Yeah, no, no. The three, I, last I understood, it was 300,000 Ukrainian soldiers, men, like, like reproductive age men. It's a generation sent to the slaughter. And why? Because they didn't want to negotiate what was Zelensky's election platform to negotiate a peace in the East. It's, it's, it's worth it to America. Tim Scott, during the fourth uh, RNC debate, comes out and says, the blood, the blood loss, the Ukrainian blood is worth it because it's going to weaken the Russian military regime. Well, worth it to you. Yeah, it's not, you, it's not you, your kid. It's not your kid. That's and what and I'm it saying. will never be your kid. And then when they come out and threaten, well, you know, money is going to be much more, uh, it'll be less painful for Americans than American blood. Fuck you. You're threatening not only with my money, but someone else's kids. kids. Yeah, and someone else's kids, oh, too. They, uh, their kids are sure as hell not going. I mean, you get RFK going, RFK Jr.'s kid going. Did you hear this? No. RFK's Jr., Google this, went and fought for the Ukrainians. Temporarily. What? Yeah, yeah. And RFK Jr. Jr. went? RFK Jr. Jr. Yeah, and, um, you know, RFK comes out and says he's proud of his kid. He did what he believed in. Let me see here. RFK speaks on son Connor, secret enlistment. Thank goodness I'm not, like, embarrassing myself by saying well, that's something. Him that's him with a, with a mustache. I don't know who that is. That... that that's RFK Jr. I've never seen a picture of him. He's kind of ripped. Look at that. Nice, nice veins in his arms. Um, so, you know, some, some people will go and th their kids will do it on their own. But, like, none of these people sacrifice. It's not their money. It's not their blood. It's not their kids. And they know that it never will be. And so it's, there's no sacrifice to them other than coming out on TV, looking all solemn, saying, it's in our national best interest to do this. Is uh, it? Give me your child. I mean, it's, it's, uh, anyway, it's, it's enraging, again, because... Hundreds of thousands. And for what? 
And now they're going to come on and say, well, we can't negotiate now because if he gets what he wants, he's learned the wrong lesson. You've learned the wrong lesson. You need to know how to negotiate from a position of power and from a position of weakness. Yeah, and also negotiate peace because lives are not something to be toyed Dude, with. Like, when, when have you ever resolved a conflict by cutting off ties, expelling diplomats? I mean, it's, it's like they want the war. But they I, do it, want the war. I know. This, well, it is. And I'm looking back at now World War I. Which I still don't understand. You have the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand. And then World War III. And I still, I don't understand how it happened. I understand how it happened. But it sounds like they were, they were just looking for the excuse. Well, it's because the, the way treaties worked back then too, everyone was tied into each other. So all it took was one person that had the balls to declare war. You're all in it. Kind of like, kind of like NATO. I mean, it's yeah. an amazing thing. Finland joins NATO in April 2023. And now Finland is saying, hey, U.S., come use me as your military repository. You can have access to my lands whenever you want. Store weapons on my land wherever you want. And you can... Do it free use. Unfettered access is what Finland has offered for military use to America. And then they think that Russia's the aggressor. But then if Russia bombs them. Well, they'll trigger their NATO pact when uh, an external force kills NATO members. But when Ukraine does it via accidental missile, whatever, and they kill two Polish farmers, after calling for Article 5 of the whatever the the, the, the thing there to, to draw everyone into World War Three. Well, then nobody wants any sanctions against Ukraine. It was a mistake. Russia, it was Ukraine. We'll, we'll forgive you. What does that say there? American forces are entering the high north at a nearly explosive pace. On Monday, Finland is following Norway and Sweden in opening up their military bases to the United States what, And what date of America. is this? I hate articles that don't make. A week ago. Week. You know, I, I can't stand when they don't make the date prominent on the top. It's nuts. And they accuse Russia of having... What is the word I'm looking for? It's not globalist. It's imperialist expansion. That's the, what they say. Yeah, imperialist I, expansion. And then meanwhile, they want Ukraine in NATO so they can use it for more, you know, research, biological research facilities, not labs. They want uh, Finland to join and they just did so they can use them as now. Now you got more arms on the border of Russia. Who are the imperialists here? Is, is this why they're so against Trump? Because he's the only person wacky enough to just destroy everything right now. I, the, funny, the funny thing is it's, I, it's not because he's the only one wacky enough to destroy everything. That's Biden is proving very capable of doing that. It's no, because, no, I mean like he's the only one that's willing to expose like the yeah, career well, politicians because he doesn't care anymore. Well, I th the, the irony is in as much as he was, uh, what do they call them? Uh, What's the word? Not a, not a unpredictable. I forget what the analogy. Is. Oh, there's, yeah, a, there's an expression. He's a, he's a wild card. A wild card is what they think kept some people at bay. Like who knows what he's going to do? But the other bottom line is he did understand a little bit of the geopolitics, seemingly a little better. Engage in tariff wars, not blood wars. Yes. Uh, it, you know, and don't tell people not to negotiate. N nothing has ever been achieved other than conflict from not negotiating, but they expel ambassadors. We can't talk to him because he's Hitler. Well, congratulations. You've walked yourself into war. And so, and, and come out and tell Zelensky, we're going to back you. So don't negotiate what you were elected to negotiate a resolution on because your you know, big brother's going to come in and help you. That's how you escalate battle. That's not how you resolve it. And it's, it's enraging to watch in real time, real time, but people don't understand the degree of the loss in Ukraine. They, they say it as lip service to try to demonize Russia, but they don't fully appreciate that we have been, and we, the American government, the Canadian government, anybody who's been subsidizing this war has been subsidizing the wholesale slaughter of a generation of Ukrainians. It didn't have to happen. And they're probably going to end up with the exact same solution that they could have 300,000 people ago. Which is devastating. For, not, not for not for the politicians. It's good for them. They've been uh, getting their they've been getting their cut of the money that's being laundered through uh, that conflict. Did you get a chance to speak to Alex Jones recently? Um, yes, but not since he's been back on Twitter. 
I'm trying uh, to think of when the last time I, because I just, I, I was on InfoWars recently and uh, like I hosted a segment. It was kind of cool. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, it was fun. And, uh, and I had him on recently, but it was, it was well before he got back, got back on to Twitter. I want to get Owen Schroyer back on and talk oh, to him. Oh shit, his, that's a good his, get too. His two months in, in, in jail. I, I wanted to, I, did, I never reached out to him because I figured same thing he's, like he, Alex he, Jones, he's, he's getting He's going to get bombarded. bombarded. Let, let, you know, he'll, the same thing with Alex Jones, I even sent to his people, I sent, I said, look, I'll, uh, I'll pay. I'll bring him, I'll fly him out here, get him a nice hotel. I'll interview him, but they haven't gotten back to me. I wouldn't expect Alex Jones to come to Canada. But that's the thing soon. I thought about after <laughs> I sent it. I go, does he want to fly up? Does he like him? Does he have a password? Is he, I don't know how the government treats him here. Is he allowed to come in? Like, I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know that either. But I mean, look, if he's anything like Rogan, A, I would want to come here out of principle if, yeah. I'm, if I'm like I'll him. I'll fucking not. fly down there and do the that's, interview. That, that would have been the, the easier way that to do it. Been, that's what Di I should have done, yeah. Digital is not anywhere near as fun as in person. No, no, no that's why I'm willing so to go down or even pay to bring him up. Owen Schroyer. I had Owen Schroyer on before he went to jail, after he had been ordered to go to jail. And yeah. uh, he's another amazing, another guy who you... You know what you know of him only from the media, and then you talk to me like, the guy's not just down to earth. Uh, in as much as you can know someone's a good person from a digital connection, a good person. Alex Jones, I mean, I, I talked to him enough now. I think he's been on the channel at least three or four times, and you know, I've been on theirs. He's, 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 you know, but for the, some stupid things that he said, which... People's, we all say stupid shit. I say stupid shit all the time. But, and, and, and entertain crazy ideas. Like it's, but for that... People think that they know this guy and they think that he's he's an enemy, like public enemy number one, that if he comes back on Twitter, it's the end of the world. But meanwhile, Hamas can have Twitter handles. Terrorist organizations can have Twitter handles. I it, saw someone wrote, he goes, now that he's back, how many people are going to die? No, no, Alex Jones literally is, get, how many innocent people are going to get murdered now that Alex Jones is back on? What does that mean? Well, That's insane. It was... Um, Oh, David Levitt. David Levitt. Let's see, if, so, let's see if you can Google that. Dude, that's psychotic. so crazy. Psychotic. How many innocent people are going to get murdered now that Alex Jones is back on Twitter? And I said to the guy, that sounds like a threat. I'm pretty sure it was David Levitt. <laughs> that's insane. Oh, he... Oh, yeah. No, no. I, he, th this is the guy. Apparently, he tried, got someone fired over a toothbrush at, at Target many years ago. Oh, see, oh, but you'll find... I, I'm certain I interacted with that. Yeah. How many innocent people are going to get murdered? That doesn't it, make any sense. Well, it makes sense if that's what they is. You know, if if you talk about dog whistles, that's what they're. That's what they're. Um, that's what. They're that's after. insane. That's it's embarrassing that an adult man. No, and, would say and, that. and and at what? What did Alex Jones do at worst? I mean, people also think they understand a lot from the Alex Jones trial that's factually incorrect. Like Alex Jones didn't sick his followers to harass the families. The families were already being harassed before Alex Jones even caught wind of the of the of the story. Yeah. The only reason it made its way to Alex Jones is because it was already popular in in, in folk you know, in, in, in pop culture. And so he felt compelled. <laughs> he wrote, Elon Musk is responsible for every person who dies now that Alex Jones is back on Twitter. What the that sentence doesn't make any sense. So he, be, and look at how it's written. Elon Musk is responsible for every person who dies. Not because of, so just who dies. So the if guy, anybody, anybody on the planet dies right now. Can you click on, click on his bio one more time? I just want to see if it says, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Board games. Okay. It's crazy. This but is what, it is, what it is, is... If I you, like this level of lunacy. If you read it as a threat, it's actually kind of it's actually kind of scary. Like, he's responsible for everyone I, I go at. If I beat the shit out of that person now, oh, yeah, would, yeah. Elon Musk made me do it. I killed nine women. It's Musk's fault it's, for letting Alex Jones back no, but, on but, but, and, and everybody thinks they know 
why they hate Alex Jones and they don't. And it's wrong. But 95% of the time, people who say, I don't really like him have never watched more than 10 minutes. You might not like hyperbolic sort of, they're turning the frogs gay. And then you find out, oh yeah, there's actually some yeah, yeah. meaningful and science. It wasn't him. It was the University of Berkeley that did that study. Dude. It wasn't an Alex Jones study. He what? was just citing an actual no, university right. it, paper. It's, it's amazing. My wife, who's a PhD, everybody knows that. Um, when I had Alex on more recently, and he was talking about 5G towers controlling your thoughts. And Is that like, possible? Well, when they say it, like, if you if you accept as a method that of control, it doesn't seem possible. Well, how about just how about just interferes with your sleep? How about it? How about it destroys? That your, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And so that, that we already know that radio waves do fuck well, with and you. Now, and and then you look at it and say, okay, but yeah, so it interferes with your sleep. It can cause anxiety. It can cause all sorts of problems. Well, destruction is a form of control. Like right. I can't oh, okay. I can't rebuild your house, but if I can burn it down, if I can burn it down willy nilly, I control your house. And so it's a hyperbolic headline catching way of describing it. That's something that, oh, they're, they're going to plant thoughts in your head. No. no, but if they make you, if they interfere with your sleep, if they cause cancers, that, that's a form of control through destruction. And so it's not wrong. Frogs are, fro they're turning the frogs gay. Man, yeah, they weren't gay. They turned the frogs trans. Tra like it, it, it caused, it, there, was, there was legit science to it. Yeah. What he, and so when people think but that, that should, you know what? The, the, people shouldn't care about that, him yelling at the frogs. They should care about that study, how these pesticides and all these, these chemicals are destroying us. We got to be careful. Endocrine disruptors. I mean, I don't, I know that I don't know enough about it. I just know that people who I know are smarter than me talk about endocrine disruptors. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's not good. No, but, and, and, and you know, just to bring it all the way back to us, people think they hate him. They think that he said things about Sandy Hook that he didn't. They think he's responsible for things of Sandy Hook that he's not. And so when they think that he's coming back on, some people actually think like he had something to do with the killing of the kids. Yeah, I heard that too. It's and I was like, oh, this is insane. It's insane. So they, th they see him coming back on Twitter. That's their existential line in the sand. Not Hamas, not terrorists, not OJ Simpson. OJ. <laughs> Who actually killed people. Well, allegedly. allegedly. He was found not guilty in a court of law, but civilly liable for wrongful death. Different burden of evidence. Allegedly. I, I, well, Robert Barnes, the man that I do my... Uh, yeah, you know, I don't... He believes that Ale he believes that OJ is innocent. Oh! Yes, legit. And he's not crazy. He's like... He's I not crazy at all, these guys. So I want to hear what, he, what so his argument is. And we've been like... I don't know. It's been like three years in the making. We're like, we're going to do the OJ special. <gasps> and if we can get Dershowitz to do it. Because I Dershowitz was OJ's... Dershowitz no. was... It wasn't Dershowitz. It was... Um, uh, Hold on. Wasn't it Johnny Cochran? If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. But there That's was a dream team. I think Dershowitz was on the dream team. He may have been because you're right. It was a dream team. Was yeah, a dream it was all the best lawyers. Oh my god, this is like bringing back childhood. I'm sure it was because we were talking about bringing Alan uh, Dershowitz, Dershowitz okay, on. Maybe, yeah. Okay, we got Sean Chapman, Holly Ben Shapiro, Alan Dershowitz, the attorney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, there he is. Yeah. Holy so, shit, huh? Now I don't know what he would be able to talk about, but it would be a fun podcast to get him on because Barnes legit believes OJ is like the type of narcissist that would actually uh, not take responsibility because he never took responsibility for it. Except well, he when, did write that it, book. If I did it. <laughs> so, right, uh, he legit thinks he's innocent. He also thinks uh, Lacey, what's that guy's, Jason Peterson? L Lacey Peterson? The chick who killed her kids? No. Um, the guy who killed his wife then went fishing and they found a single strand of hair. Scott Peterson. Sorry. Oof. Oh, yeah? He believes Scott Peterson is innocent also. Once you realize, there you go, look at that. Once you realize that Scott Peterson was convicted on a single strand of hair and a pair of fishing pliers on a boat, I, I got questions too. I don't trust anything anymore. Yeah, I go retroactively back to my life and distrust everything I ever thought I knew. See, he was, he was convicted, I believe, on a single strand of hair. I got to look more into this. Yeah, no, no, it's, 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 it's mind blown. Because it's his wife. Of course, hair is going to be around. Well, but the thing is, and a single strand only on a boat. It's like, it's the very, it's, it's the convenience of like the blood on the sock. And then in OJ Simpson's case, most people don't know this. When you realize that the defense, no, sorry, not the defense, the prosecution took blood out of a vial and put it on a sock 
to frame OJ, even if they framed a guilty man. People don't know this. I don't know that. And the only reason they found out is because there was a chemical in the blood. Might have to fact check me on this one in real time. There was a chemical in the blood that only existed because it was in the vial in which the blood was kept that they determined that they, the blood on the sock. Let me see. Hopefully I'm not going crazy here. I'm not going crazy. DNA evidence of the OJ Simpson case. Murder case. Okay. Oh, this is good. We don't have time to read a dissertation. <laughs> My recollection were OJ, OJ socks, socks planted. So my recollection, and we'll fact check this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm certain I'm right. That they literally put blood on the sock from a vial. And the only reason they found out was because the blood on the sock had a chemical in it. That's not in the blood, but in the vials in which the blood is kept. What? Yeah. Yo, what by the it? way, I just realized next month I'm in Texas. We're going to talk, see if we could hook anything up. I'll go down to Ooh, the yeah. InfoWars people. Well, if you're in Texas next month, then yeah. you hook up with Rogan. And you, well, I mean, you, you, That's or, another, or, yeah. or AJ. I mean, they, they're down there. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just that, the, the I'm not going to say your name, but I used to have correspondence with his, uh, I guess, publicist. But uh, lately, no replies. We can't forget to talk about one thing. When's, when's, when's the, when, when am I getting booted for the next guest? There's no next guest. It's Good. You. Uh, what the hell's going on in Quebec? We're bringing it back to Canada with uh, the Francois Legault government jacking up uh, tuition prices on Anglo universities. Two things. Number one, it's a distraction so that we could talk about it right now and not talk about how everything else is going to hell here. And um, it's funny because they're not just jacking up the prices. They're saying that if you're going to come here and you're going to be a student, we got to make sure that you have enough money to live here because it's expensive to live here. You're kind of saying that things have gone out of hand and you know that they won't be able to survive, which is kind of funny. You're admitting to it. It's a little weird to do that to kids, but to kids, to students. I mean, well, I don't know. It's strange. Oh, that, well, that, first of all, I know that lawyer. That lawyer, I believe, is the one who represented uh, Mike Ward. Yeah, Julian That's Gray. Julius Gray. Yeah. Um, so, and for those who don't know, like, so the, 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 gov- the French, gov- the French. He's the guy who <laughs> won when, um, like, all, all the companies, they, they try to change them into French names. He was representing all the ones that didn't change their names. In that, the was, that was under Bill 101 where they, the, the French had to be net, nettement prédominant. On yeah, the, on so the he signage. represented like the Best Buys, the Burger Kings, all that. And then you have like um, uh, Staples who didn't want him. And now they're called Bureau Angro. Everyone else kept their names. Well, they, no, so, so, a good lawyer. And, you know, so they, the, 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 the Legault government wanted to jack up, double the tuition for English universities in Quebec. And then they backed it down to like a $4,000 increase. So it was going from like 9000 to 13000 And they're imposing a French proficiency requirement on out-of-province students. After their degree, they want 80% of the students who attend from out-of-province to be proficient in French to be able to maintain a conversation. It's a little insane. It's a, it's a, it's a little insane. Like, I, I can't expect a guy from, I don't know, New England who comes studies here to know, like, it's, it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. No, and, and then the estimates are that it would take like 200 hours of study to become proficient as an adult. Like I tried to learn German as a, what was I? 15, six, as a 16 year old. Know your enemies. Was that why? Well, no, cause I had, uh, well, no, I just, it's, 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 <laughs> if I'm going to swear, you want to swear in German. Uh, and all I knew was from South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. <laughs> and I, I had studied Yiddish in grade seven. I failed, but I had that Yiddish-ish background. I, you can't learn a new language as an adult unless it's very hard. It's very hard. You have to be de- dedicated. You have yeah. to be determined. It takes like a love of your life to learn it, so you can um, intercourse, uh, interact. So that my wife, my wife can speak, read, and write Greek. Shut up. Yeah, that's amazing. But she's very good at learning new languages. She's fucking quick. Yeah, that's, that's well, and there are some brains that are just yeah. yeah she's my, made. I can't. My my oldest brother learned how to speak German. It might have been for a woman, but he learned it. He speaks German fluently, and it's amazing, like like fluent. Um, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, no, but to expect somebody as an adult, eighteen to twenty, even older, to learn a new language proficiently enough to have a conversation, 
uh, my thought, and I'm going to make a video on the way home, stop at the St. Joseph's Oratory. This is a way of nationalizing the universities. This is a way of the French, the, 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 the Francois Legault, Quebec government saying, it's a nice institution you got there. I can't go in and take it over, so I'll just enact regulations that will effectively turn that institution as to one that is basically available only to Quebec residents, Quebec students. Which I don't think it could run if it's just available to us. I think we need to expand. It's, it's good to have international people well, come in, bring some money. Bring some money, bring, bring some culture. Come in, learn the French, you know, even tangentially, and then Whether leave. they like it or not, they're going to learn French when they come because everyone's French. And, and, like, I was listening to somebody on, on McGill on a podcast. I don't know who it was, but they're saying, like, the idea that you come to Montreal, an international uh, city— And don't learn any French is crazy. You know, that's, it was a selling point. Come. Study in English, learn French, live in a European, and now it's going to be, you come, you speak the language, yeah? And if you, and, and if you don't want to learn it, don't come. But they know, I, look, he doesn't believe in this stuff. It's done on purpose. It's done, number one, see if I could get away with it, maybe it's make good, some money. Point, to distract about Yeah, the and the second one is distract, everything's catastrophic right now. He doesn't want to draw attention to it. This is something to fight about. It's not real. This is so stupid. Who gives a fuck? Well, the, the only thing I'm thinking is it's $4,000 extra Canadian. For out of province, out of country students, that's I a lot of money. Because if you if you start counting uh, how many students we get, that's a lot of money. Well, apparently, it's thirty thousand. I think it's thirty thousand international students. That's that a lot of money, doggy. Thirty thousand. I ain't no too good at Times math. Four thousand. Uh, McGill said so. McGill announced that they were going to subsidize the three thousand or four thousand dollar increase, and it would cost them anywhere between forty two and ninety two million dollars. Um, and then they're hoping that that pays off in the long run. It's 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 nuts. I mean, the fun, the funny thing is like. I'm an Anglo-Quebecer. I willingly and deliberately went to Quebec City to study at Université Laval so that I could perfect my French. Um, but there's, you know, people are just not going to do it. It's, it's, it cannot be a tedious, here's an extra semester of study so that you can have the privilege of coming here and pay more to study in Montreal. That, and I don't know, if it feels like the city is collapsing, it certainly feels like the city is collapsing. So come here in a, in a collapsing city, cost through the roof, pay more for your tuition, and, uh, oh, yeah, this little thing. I was thing. thinking of running for mayor. Dude, you absolutely should. I mean, you'll never, you, you might win. I might be, win. Be That's what I'm saying. Because no one runs short. for mayor, and the current mayor is so hated. 30, oh, that, I think that, maximum that turnout is, yeah, maximum turnout is 30%. For Dude, I think I have more podcast listeners in French than, than they have people that vote. Well, now you, now you brought up the next step. You saw what happened to Val Plante uh, recently? When she Colla fell? Collapsed. Uh, that, that I wasn't happy about. That was scary. I was like, what the fuck? It's, well, that's, it's that's the second time, second time in 2023 that it's happened to her, a medical okay. emergency. Look, bro, the stress, the, here's the truth. Make fun of her or not, but the stress of any position like that when you're not, because she wasn't a public person before, must be insane. True. Like, you're not used to getting any comments. And then from one to the next, like, you fucking stupid well, bitch. It's crazy, well, dude. Well, add, add to the mix maybe a little bit of POTS syndrome after having gotten four of those freaking shots. She I got mean, four shots? She got at least, uh, my count was four because she had gotten the original and then at least one booster. No, but they, like, and ordinarily, it's none of my business to ask these questions, but if you can Google, like, all of her, she's got posts like, oh, I got my booster. And she's like, she's flexing, showing how strong she is that she got the third, fourth, whatever the hell That's shot she's up to. That's not necessary, man. And one of, one of the most common uh, adverse events reported is something called POTS, which is just you, you faint because of low blood pressure when you get up too quickly or, you know, something yeah, yeah. along those lines. I feel bad if that's the case. Um, oh, no, I feel bad too. But then the other bottom line is... I, I want to know what, what the cause was. Remember, they came, they came up with an article that said her um, her emergency was uh, a fa fatigue was a factor. For sure, it was a factor. Fatigue Good. is always a factor. Now, what's the other factors? Oh, fatigue was a factor. And so was an adverse. I mean, I don't Maybe. know what it was. Maybe. But I'm, in, I'm damn well within my rights to know now, especially since she made a, 
mandatory vaccination for uh, city uh, elected officials to get into the city hall. You have to show your double vaccinated. Uh, So you want, you want, you want to have that history. You want to have that political uh, medical imposition of other people's lives and you start collapsing twice in a year. I have no doubt fatigue is a factor. My question is what else is the factor? I do feel bad for her, uh, but I would run against her because clearly just she's doesn't know how to run a city. Uh, so I'd love to take what over. What was the, um, were they not talking about making something of a Montreal tax like New York has, a city-specific tax? I would get rid of that right away. I don't remember what the deal is. I, I mean, I, not that I have not been paying attention to I would to lower Montreal taxes. Politics. I would reduce the size of the uh, the city government. I would go crazy. I would go, I would, I would go like that Argentinian guy. Get, absolutely, with the chainsaw. Uh, I would go, <laughs> I, no, of, no. Do you, do you notice how they're um, pedestrifying all of these downtown arteries? Yeah, but most people don't live. The people that have the money to spend don't live inside a mall downtown. So they need to get here from somewhere. Our metro system, as much as we brag about it, doesn't go to the suburbs. So they're going to use cars to get here. If they can't park and go down and spend their money, these places will not stay open because no one is spending money in them. And that's not good. If business I, isn't good, if money's not flowing, that's not good for anyone. It's, it's, I walked the last time I was here over the summer. I walk. I want to make sure I'm not mistaking dates, but whatever. I walked from basically Chinatown back home through downtown. I it's, it's I don't feel safe. I, I I know that I'm neurotic and I feel in in danger even when I'm not. Yeah. Downtown was a different. It was a different beast. Yeah. Homeless people. Every. I'm not saying this judgmentally. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in a city where we give so much money to taxes for us to not give a shit when someone because we have safety nets when someone falls through every safety net to then be like meh. Get a tent. Remember, it's crazy. You remember when uh, when they were locking down shelters during COVID, denying people getting into the freaking em- Salvation Army? Embarrassing. And, then, and, and a Native American man died in a porta potty because he had no place to stay. Embarrassing. It was because he got there after curfew. So the employee was just like, I can't let you in. It's post curfew. Unbelievable. And he just These froze to death outside. In a Natives potty. don't respect curfew. That's the problem. It's, un- it's, it's crazy. Un- it's, it's, um, and it, 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 run. I mean, see, you do it. You, the world of shit that you would be getting yourself into, like like corruption, and you're dealing with like high I, level, I, I, high level corruption. It would be hilarious though, because I would live stream everything. <laughs> it would it, be the, the, well, the campaign live streaming would be fun. Then like a day in the life, I was like, I would live stream. I'd be like, look, I'm gonna tell you guys the truth. We wanted to fix this, however, this fucking mobster. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. Oh man, because I wouldn't quit. I would still be a comedian. I would do my part. I would. In the morning, I'd go in, do my job over there, and then go do my podcast, go do my stand-up. I'm still on tour. Uh, you know, other, other than some good sound bites and videos, I don't know what Javier Malay has done in uh, in Argentina. I mean, it's, it's, did it's, you see what's happening there, no. dude? Oh, this is amazing. So, so, can you bring up the Argentinian guy? So he wanted to audit all these different departments. It happened like two, three times in a row. Every department that he announced, I'm going to audit, mysteriously caught fire. Shut. The- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it's either that or they're going to fail their audits. Like the, uh, the, the the defense department, dozens of fires rage. Oh, no, that's that's wildfires. And now, uh, so people who are looking, watching on locals. Let me see something here. People who are watching on locals, the computer is right above my phone. We're going to see how this actually worked out at the end of the day. Yeah, audio must not be the best. Yeah, the audio is pretty good. The, the camera's pretty good. Speculation For rises. For those who are here, I got my iPhone running. Are live on locals. VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com. So they're getting the, you know, a one-angle view, but we're yeah. looking at the computers right above it, so now we're looking at the article. They're the only, they're the only ones getting the live feed now since the, the laptop died. Oh, son of a gun. Uh, wow. This is you'll, send me the, you'll send me the file. I'm going to upload this to Rumble. So yeah, they, they were, uh, so all these departments were on fire and I was laughing. I was like, 
he goes, you guys are corrupt. Oh, yeah, this is why I'm shutting it down. <laughs> and they're like, we're not corrupt. He's like, okay, I'm going to audit you. And they fucking set it on fire. Unbelievable. It's, it's an amazing thing, but like the government, it's, the, the, it's, in, it's corruption with impunity. And, and everybody knows that. There's nothing you're going to do about it. Again, you know, circle back to funding the, the war in Ukraine. The, the amount of money that they've lost or displaced could have rebuilt Lahaina uh, after the Hawaiian fires, which we no longer talk about. Oh, yeah, boy, what happened to the Hawaiians? Nobody no, gives a shit. Me. They got their one-time $700 payment that paid for half a night. $700 payment? One time. Bro, one you time. lost everything. What, what's $700 going to do? Well, now that you've lost everything, the government's going to have to come in, gobble up that contaminated land, and uh, just so in. Oprah can live. Well, no, I mean, what's his face there? Zuckerberg needs a bigger island for his bunker. When uh, you heard when, about the bunker the thing, the fam. Uh, his bunker probably a fake bunker. Well, who did I? Here's talk what I'm to? thinking. He's saying it's going to be there, so people assume it's there, but he's building a secret bunker. So you don't want everybody knowing where your bunker is, dog. Who was I just talking to about the Zuckerberg bunker? It'll come to me in a second. And why they would have taken, like, why do it in Hawaii? It was you're sort of like you're 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 waterlocked, which is good for protection, but not necessarily good Get for out. growing your own food. And if you have to be dependent, but if you got six years of of food stored in the basement, and you know every episode of Friends, this is gonna prove me right. This is a fake bunker. This is a decoy bunker, rather not a fake one. This is a decoy well, bunker. It doesn't matter. The, you know where his real bunker is gonna be? Where a lot of these guys have their their, their New doomsday New Zealand, yeah. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't even bother me. Let's just I don't say, care. Let's just he has the money. Buy whatever you no, want. Well, no, no, no. The, the bunker bothers me. What doesn't bother me, even if it's a fake, you know, if he's misleading. It's a decoy bunker. A, de a, a misdirection. The fact that he's building a bunker, I, I take that as a cause for concern for the rest of us. Well, yeah, he's not stupid. We could all see that shit's hitting the fan. I just say, like, what what good is life at that point? Live in, your, live, uh, in solitude in your bunker. I don't know. That bunker looks badass. Bus. He's got multiple floors or swimming it, pools. Everything looks badass when they're selling it, man. You get there, and then you get, like, mold, and then he starts finding out that he's AC guy fucked up, and, his, and the, the ventilation's not good, and it's hot and humid. But, uh, but loneliness, you could be... You could, loneliness in a palace is, uh, is still the True, shining. but, I mean, if he's going to live in the bunker, that means that everything has... Has gone off the yeah, rails. No, no, well, the, fa the fact that it's even news and confirmed is, um, you know, and, and the, the, they used to make fun I'm of I'm telling peppers. you, he's going to have a private apocalypse bunker there, but he's going to have another one like all the rest of them in New Zealand. New Zealand got so, not, not mad, but they took advantage of all these elites uh, and uh, rich people building their doomsday houses there that they, they implemented a new tax for them. Well, news, if there's a place to go, I mean, New Zealand wouldn't be that bad. I don't know why. I've never been. I see it looks beautiful. Uh, I don't know what the main reason is, but there's a logic behind it. I was reading up on it that uh, why oh, they, they're so building. More like, I would imagine it's a more hospitable, isolated land than, say, the outback Yeah, why Australia. Silicon Valley billionaires are prepping for the end of the world? New Zealand. As, as, if, they, as if they're even, if the world goes that way, yeah, there will be recently. no place that they'll be safe regardless. Especially if people believe that the end of the world was brought about by the people like Zuckerberg AL. You think AI is going to destroy us? No, I would be more inclined to think that AI is going to save than destroy, but it's going to, there's, there's some destabilizing um, matters of fact out there. Like it hasn't yet happened, but the idea that, you know, they can recreate voice intonation based on three seconds, like you know, it won't lead to nukes going off, but it might lead to grannies getting uh, screwed online. Like, so, oh, it's, it's already happening. Uh, but, 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 I've been cheating these grannies out of their hard earned just, dollars. My grandmother who died at 103 in November, 2019, I remember she got a call from someone saying that they were my, this is back, there was no AI. This was just some dude. My grandmother was so a loopy already. She's like, Daniel has been put in a jail. He needs, he needs um, bail money. Is this your brother? Yeah, well, my second brother, the one I can name because he's on uh, Twitter. He's a public dude as well. Lion Advocacy, for those who don't know. 
Um, also a lawyer involved in the vaccine nice. stuff. Um, this was a this was like twenty years ago, and she's like, "I need to get money. Your brother's in jail." I was like, "Grandma, brother's not in jail. What's going on here?" And then we stopped her from like, you know, "What's his name? Daniel." Dan. Yeah. How funny is it if you hear back? It's recorded. And it's like, "Yo, grandma, this Daniel, <laughs> this Daniel, I'm in jail right now." I, I didn't even be like more like, "This is your son, Daniel. Yeah. I have been taken." Daniel, what happened to your accent? It, it was. I'm in the, the prison right now. You know, it's not safe out here for a black man. The, the Nigerian prince is calling my <laughs> yeah, grandmother. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, the AI. It's, I. It was a. It was a Rogan podcast with the guy who. Um, it was a. It was two guys, and I never fully appreciated the risks of AI and the social conditioning that social media has become, or is like in terms of trigger, not triggering. Sorry, rewarding the wrong uh, social behaviors and the lasting impact that has. And you create. It's like you create a technology, you create a medicine, and you have no idea about the negative effects of the medicine, and yet you've dispensed it to billions of people. That's what AI is to some extent. That's what social media is to some extent. And I, and I can understand it. I'm, I do wonder if the level of social discord now uh, is either the result of or how much it's been exacerbated by because it's been exacerbated, no question. I, but that being said, the world was divided during Vietnam. The world was divided during Bush. The world was divided pre all of this technology stuff, whether or not it's put it on blast or put it on steroids. Uh, it's, it's sort of always been this way to some extent or another. You so. all right? Way to bring it all together neatly. Nice little bow on it. We're dead, is what you're saying. Oh, what I'm what I'm saying is every now and again I notice I'm a bit more of an asshole on Twitter than I'd be in real life. But then I say that, but I would tell someone to like, you know, shut the. Fu-. I would I would tell someone. Do to me shut and young Matthew need to move to Florida? Um, it if I were, if I had, I, well, first of all, I would never move back to a big city if that were you know of of yeah. an option. Even where I am now, I mean, I'm in Florida, but it's not, it's not a big city, but we're still dependent on all the big city amenities or like city yeah. amenities. I would buy a big piece of land somewhere where I could be quasi self-sustainable or at the very least see enemies coming from a fair distance. I, I, I had dinner. So I need a mountain. It, well, a mountain would be good, but even flat ground would be good. So I'm like, you know, this place in Florida, just so long as you see what's coming. I want the higher ground. I had a, um, on my way to, um, Tuscaloosa, Alabama for the fourth debate. I was driving, stopped, you know, a, a man with military experience. I was like, it's an interesting thing. Uh, it was distance creates reaction time. So if I can see what's coming from a further distance away, I, I can prepare more adequately. Like when uh, you're on the highway and you see the cops waiting with the speed thing, you slow down. Co- everything. Cops, what I did yesterday. Enemies. I mean, even, even accidents. You're like reaction time. Uh, I would love to be more self-sufficient, but... Or not self-sufficient, what's the word? Independent. The problem is- well, I'm coming it, down there, we're starting a compound, baby. I, I, we do it, but the thing is, like, at some point, if the world goes that burn to the ground, I mean- you We can, have to you find can, out what Rogan's up to. He's, he I, knows what's happening, dude. You got to take advice. If, any, if you're well, going to take advice from someone, take do, advice from him. Do you know what the funny thing is? I, I envisioned the end of the world and Rogan being like the savior. He becomes the <laughs> president of the world. He's on his tanks with his machine guns shooting like- what? I could see it because I, I don't think he's prepared to live in isolation self-sustained. Uh, he would be prepared to take control of what the hell's going on. And Bow like, and arrow just shooting at, everyone. Like Camacho out of... Out of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, except, amazing. Except, you know, the, except not retarded, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so that's it. So, you know, I, I would, that's where I'm planning. You know, obviously have water and, and all that stuff for a couple of weeks. But if, if the stuff hits the fan and it's months and it's social decay, like Zuckerberg's not going to be safe in a bunker in New Zealand. And what good is that life anyhow? All right, I guess. I, I would love to have a bunker just in case, but uh, I kind of agree a with fish, you. A fishing rod and just isolation is... is isolation is the thing I don't like. I want to be out. Well, no, no, I mean, like, not, not isolation, like, in your house, locked down. Like, you know, 
in a river in Wyoming, just a tent and I can like, I'll eat and drink fresh water. Heaven on earth. But anyways, we'll see. Okay. And wrapping it up in a bow. Tell me. What time is it here? Quarter to twelve. You don't have anything to um, do. Stop. I got nothing. What do I got? You're I got, on, I got my kids. You're on vacation. Stop I'm on, my wife has got the kids. I got a, we got a party this afternoon, but nice. no. Um, 2024 is going to be fireworks in every sense and, and hopefully not the sense of violence but economic crash are we talking depression what are we saying i don't know i don't understand enough about these mechanisms and and i can't even i lived through 2008 um i don't even really fully appreciate what happened in 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 the subprime what was it the subprime mortgage housing crisis i don't yes i don't understand what happened we bounced back you know they say things are cyclical we're going to go into another one whether or not it's going to be i don't i don't know but it doesn't look good financially for a large portion of the population. And then some, you know, people who are fortunate enough to be able to get through it, like not have big mortgages or whatever, or have money saved up, fine. But when, if, when, so, when you have social problems like that, they're going to bleed into other problems. Crime, the border crisis might, have a, uh, you know, might be a big problem, but just politically, 2024 is going to be uh, singularly unique in where we're going because if we thought it was bad in 2016 and we thought it got bad in 2020, by all accounts, by all metrics, logically, this is going to be part three of that story. It's going to be It's wild. what I'm expecting to. I mean, I, I don't want to go, I don't like putting certain juju out in the universe. No, 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 no. we're not putting it out there. It just, we're looking at what's in front of us. We're taking all this information and it doesn't look good. And, 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 and you know, like World War I, one assassination of a random France, Ferdinand, great band, by the way. Um, yes. Triggers World War Three. I mean, you got, you got, it doesn't even need to be, a prime candidate. You Imagine you're the violence. Franz Ferdinand of World War Three. Well, the guy. So apparently, the guy went to jail and lived long enough to see the consequences of his action. But my theory is that something was going to trigger it. It doesn't matter what it was. It was going to find the trigger. That was, a, I mean, a decent trigger. Assassinating the Serbian Black Hand. But um, no, it's it's um. Ooh, what's this? Prophet, Prophet of, of Doom. Doom. Psychic predicts what's in store for. Well, what is it? Cyber attacks, natural disasters, and well, th- th- that's a stupid. You see, this is the problem. That prediction. It happens every year. Yeah, There's yeah, always natural disasters. There's always cyber attacks. Oh, look, he looks he looks like a total... Oh, yeah, he looks like a <laughs> fucking I'm, I'm doofus. I'm going to take advice from that guy. Sorry, I don't mean to be mean. That's, you can't judge a book by its cover, but... Yeah, you can. That's what covers are for. <laughs> That's what covers are for. Uh, Viva, all the links are in the description. Merry Christmas. Happy New Merry Year. Happy Christmas holidays. Enjoy Hi. everything. Life... What is it called? Uh, wealth and... Uh, health, wealth, and happiness. Why not? In 2024, but just take health, and then wealth and happiness comes from there. Viva Fry uh, links, if you don't already follow him, are in the description. Follow him. Follow me. We got a Patreon. We got everything. Thank you, guys. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> we built this prison Because we can trust ourselves ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.